Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Friday, December 16th, 2022 edition of the Daily Energy News Beat Stand Up. I am your humble, humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, Stuart Turley. My man, how we doing? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and there is a ton of news hanging around, man. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, we... For usually Fridays are slow, not today, but first off, we appreciate you guys joining us here on this Friday. We know that you've got a lot of other things to do, like get out of the office quick today. And for all those people that can't, we appreciate your hard grind, but the weekend is here, folks. We've got line of sight, couple emails, and you will be able to get out of here. But as Stu mentioned, we've got a lot of stuff to cover. We're going to start out talking about has ESG investing hit a brick wall and how investors are reacting and what has changed. That's an article out of Jay Young's Substack, so we'll be very interested to see it, hear his thoughts when we'll fly over to Europe and talk about how they're fast tracking power grid investments in an effort to decarbonize quicker. We'll come back home and learn that, eh, yikes, the U.S. electric grid is facing unprecedented risk due to some current FERC decisions that are happening. I mean, as always, Stu finds the scary stuff for us. Also, the Biden administration's <laughs> reversed ferret on energy policy. I'm fascinated to hear about this. And then my personal favorite, U.S. coal exports to Europe are up 46% by weight, 184% by value. Make coal great again. He'll kick it over <laughs> to me. I'll cover everything that happened in the crude oil and natural gas markets, in, in, including talking about the new natural gas injection storage numbers, which dropped today at about or dropped yesterday at about 10 a.m. Again, I will cover all that in a bag of chips, guys. But first, check us out at www.energynewsbeat.com. This is not a hyperbole when I say it is the world's greatest website and good things will happen to you the more often you go to that website. So please check us out in the link below. All of the stories we get are from that website. Stu does a great job of curating and making sure all of the important energy news is there. But with that, Stu, enough of the pleasantries. Where would you like to begin? Well, let's start with a, a trend that we're seeing more on. And I, I really like uh, this article from Jay Young. He's a CEO over at King Operating. And uh, I recommend everybody to go jump out on his Substack. Great Has, Substack. It's a great Substack, I have to say. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a lot of good articles out there. And um, I like it because it uh, covers the whole gamut of the yep. EMP space. Uh, he's a fourth generation oil and gas man. Uh, good guy out there. So go follow it. Uh, has ESG investing hit a brick wall and how are investors reacting? What has changed? Uh, he's got some great points in here when he's he was talking about early on in the article. We've had so much news. FTX is in the news. People are tired of getting scammed. But Michael, you and I have always talked about also the ESG movement has been good for oil and gas in some ways and bad, but it 
the ESG investing movement took a total left turn. And in this article, BlackRock was $1.7 trillion in the first half of the year. And then BlackRock was leading the way. Now the investors are asking for Fink to be tossed out. Here's where it goes even a little bit further than just that tidbit on BlackRock. Uh, Forbes had an article on ESG investing this morning, and this is really a big point. Reducing harm to the environment as a business model has captured investors' attention as formalizing ESG. Now, a key performance for companies, yet the corporate maximization of ESG has led to greenwashing deceptive marketing. Politicians, regulators, it goes on and has some other really good points in there. Here's where it gets really funny. Uh, Faith Bristol is the executive director of the IEA. The world is in the midst of a truly global energy crisis with impacts that will felt for years. Take that just a little bit. And he says, defund 100% of fossil fuels. He now has come out in the last week or two, Michael, and in this article, he says, oh, wait a minute, we need to start funding in it. And when you come down to the bottom line, I love what Jane, uh, Jay has said. What has changed? In a word, pain. Pain at the pump, energy prices to consumers, and pain in investors' portfolios. You and I have talked about uh, investors' uh, pain level. I think Jay's pointing out investors have finally hit their pain level. And FTX really brought it out and saying, hey, wait a minute. This is a real issue. Yeah. Um I think this article hits the nail on the head from a couple different things. First off, I said, I love how it says, what has changed? In a, in a word, pain. I mean, it has been painful, <laughs> this change. I mean, you think about the prices people are paying at the pump. You think about how the supply chains have been affected. And you think about how there's this contrast of what's going on at the political level of, you know, go green, go green, go green, and then what's going on in reality. So I think this you know, as always, this J Substack does a good job of being very holistic in, hey, in, in taking multiple different things, putting them together and outlaying. Let me give you two more things here real quick. Jamie Dimon in this, uh, Jay quotes him and says, Jamie, Dim uh, Jamie Dimon says, Europe's energy crisis could go on for years. It's going to bleed over to the U.S. Uh, and that goes into some of our other uh, articles. And he also, Jay brings up energy investing, great awakening will take a root. You'll see more oil and gas produced globally while you're sitting back, take a look at your portfolio. You know, that's good advice. Just take a look at your portfolio and see where you're going. Okay. No, I, I completely agree. What's next? Okay. We go to, in following along, you notice that there's a little pattern going on with our show and that is all of the stories are related somehow. You know, it's kind of like follow the trail. Well, the trail on this squirrel goes to uh, U.S. energy grid faces unprecedented risk due to FERC decisions. The U.S. FERC grid. Federal Electricity Reliable Reliability Council. Not somebody who I want to necessarily tell me the U.S. grid is unprecedented. The Federal Electric Reliability Council. No, Regulatory Commission. Thought it was called Reliability Council. Regulatory Commission. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Reliability Corporation. Now, there's two of them. One's a regulatory and one's a reliability. Both are bad. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. It's, the, it's the North American Electric Reliability Corporation. That makes sense. All right. Now, trailing along on that is Europe must fast track power grid. Uh, now, 
the grid has been ignored for years. I mean, uh, I in- interviewed Anne uh, from California Burning when she wrote that. She's a Wall Street uh, Journal reporter. The grid has had some serious problems in California, and it's been in very minor updates. You cannot put new technology on there like renewables and everything else. But the biggest thing is Europe got to where they are by printing money. They're in a financial and energy crisis. And now Reistad is saying that they must add 530 gigawatts of solar uh, and 66 uh, gigawatts of solar and wind. When you talk about that, that's a lot of money, but the grid can't handle it unless the grid is updated. I, it's unbelievable how much money is going to be printed. Article's got a lot of facts. Yeah, All right. Very, very interesting. Courtesy, again, of the world's greatest website, energyusb.com. All right. Uh, Biden administration reverse ferret on energy policy. I got really ticked at this one. This was uh, a really fun. Whenever we can run an article that says, hold my beer, I'm down. <laughs> Uh, The White House uh, seems to have caught a bout of the British disease other than bad teeth. No, it's actually where they have Biden's chief energy advisor recently declared the U.S. energy to be (laughs) un-American, according to a report in the U.K.-based Financial Times. The key paragraph reads as follows. I'm going to only read this one article, this one paragraph. I think that the idea of financiers would tell companies in the United States not to increase production and to buy back shares and increase dividends when profits are all-time high is outrageous, says Amos uh, Hochstein, President Biden's International Energy Envoy. It's not only not an American, it is unfair to the American public. Hmm. So that's you, a pretty that's a pretty damning quote. Yes. And when you go in here, Anyway, the administration should be embarrassed. Consistency matters. They're flip-flopping. They go, it's like Biden going over there and promising to the UK and the EU all the LNG they want. And then in the next week, President Biden comes back here and says, no more drilling. And then he says, I'm going to allow you to drill, but I'm going to slow walk all the processes. This is embarrassing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you said it best. It's embarrassing. I've, you know, this is like the the rude uncle that shows up for the holidays next week, and you just have to put a face uh, palm there. Okay, next one, it's cousin Eddie. It, it's it's dinner's full. <laughs> we got our family tradition to watch that movie every year. Okay, um, you just got me. I'm going through all the one liners in that movie. U.S. coal exports to go to Europe up by 46% by weight and 184% by value. I put out on Twitter today that I'm actually uh, like doing bad things. So Santa Claus will bring me a lump of coal. That's more valuable than what I was asking for. So Europe is now buying Michael 50% more U.S. coal this winter. So Biden administration has been shutting down Senator Manchin's coal in Pennsylvania, but they are not shutting down because they're actually shipping it to the U.K. Unbelievable. Coal exports are up 184%. Isn't that nuts? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's just another. I mean, we and, could sit here, we could run stories like this every day, and a whole show could be an energy hypocrisy show. But this no. is just another one of those articles that highlights: you go green, what happens? Yep. In a crunch, you still need dispatchable energy. The cheapest way, and the most efficient way, and the best way to get dispatched energy is either between coal or natural gas. And when you don't have a natural gas infrastructure, guess what you do? Right. Fire but up I, them coal I, tankers, I, ship it across the Atlantic, and fire up them, you know, burners right. or whatever you do, the coal but house, whatever you, I, you know, we the need to steam have engines. A plan. We need to have a plan to use clean energy tech because we can produce energy with coal a lot cleaner than it is being done around the world. So, absolutely. Anything else for you? Nah, it's off to you and finances, man. That was a great day. Yeah, it's been a great day. It's been a great week, guys. And again, we appreciate you sticking through us here. I'll keep it quick so you guys can get out of here and start your weekend. You know, we're looking here on the overall market side. SPY was down about two and a half percentage point. NASDAQ stumbles 3.3 percentage point. Not a great day for the markets. Again, if only because yesterday we were confirmation that we're on Wednesday that Fed Chair Jerome Powell is going to come and uh, increase interest rates by 50 basis points. The key signal there, though, is that their 5.1 target is going to be blown past. So that means interest rates theoretically are going to be targeted at the higher rate, which really sent everyone pretty much stumbling. And, and that's mainly the cause of, of what you're seeing in today's bear market. On the crude oil side, fairly choppy. We were all the way up to about 77.50. About midday, we've since then slumped and are currently trading here on the 15th at 5.50 p.m. at about 76.26. So a little bit of soft I think that the street is a little bit more reacting to what we saw on again on Wednesday with that 10 million barrel build when there's an expectation of a draw from the crude oil or the crude oil inventories there at Cushing. Natural gas, we got a little bit more interesting. We've we've seen a slight rip up to about 6, 680. We were all the way down in that 6, 620, 640 range earlier in the day. We did, however, see natural gas inventories come out. We did see an injection. That injection came in at 50 BCF. Remember, we were expecting the range of injections between 33 and 60. Actual came in about 50. And a year ago, we did 83. So uh, fairly in line with expectations. Expectations and I think being a little bit on the higher side of those expectations is is what drew prices um, and buoyed prices today around that time. You know, as we head into the weekend here, weather models do look like it's going to stay fairly cold. So I think you'll see prices hold today as we roll into this weekend on the crude oil sites. Do I'm I'm not sure. You know, again, we're we're really riding the wave of what's going on in the overall economy. Obviously, a stronger dollar is going to drive price uh, oil prices up. But you know, we'll continue to monitor, and I, I think Friday is going to be fairly slow. I do think we'll we'll probably the could be a few untimely, what do I say, press releases that come out. So we'll make sure to watch. And if anything crazy happens, we'll make sure to let you guys know. <laughs> Pretty quiet on the uh, on the oil and gas side today, Stu. Not much news. You know, I, I saw the, the the Rice Brothers, they made their uh, SPAC, ended up making an investment in, in now clean energy. So they're, they've nice. sort of pivoted now. They're both natural gas and renewables. So it'll be very interesting to and see I the, think that- the relationship between them. A diversified portfolio between renewables for tax credits and everything else and natural gas is very smart. We love a good tax credit. What should people be watching out for this weekend? Or what's the key takeaway from this week, I should ask? Um, Boy, I'll tell you, the only thing I'd say is be careful out there. Absolutely enjoy your family and avoid the family that drives you nuts. Uh, And That means we're not shooting the show next week then? 
Oh no. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. No, but I want everybody to have a blessed time with the holidays and uh, we're going to keep on doing the show, man. If the market, we're doing it. If the markets are open, we'll do it. We'll probably, and we haven't talked about this too, but my guess is we'll shoot Monday through Thursday next week. We'll do four shows next week. Maybe we'll shoot Friday, um, but we'll definitely probably that Monday we're going to take off. Um, Again, I think when the markets are closed, we'll be chilling. Absolutely. So, well, guys, with that, we'll let you get out of here. Hopefully start your weekend early. Um, We appreciate you guys sticking with us all week long. As always, for Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner. We will see you Monday, guys. Have a great weekend. This episode of the Energy Newsbeat podcast is brought to you by Inveris. The energy industry faces massive challenges every day, and the events over the last two years have caused huge disruptions like never before. Companies in the energy industry need actionable intelligence and a single source of truth that brings all the data together. Inveris is the energy specialized technology partner that provides intelligent connections for a global energy ecosystem. Only Inveris has the analytics, people, experience, and industry scope to connect the right data and information in the right way to discover missed opportunities and deliver fast outcomes. Find out more at Inveris.com. That's E-N-V-E-R-U-S.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.